Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Trinity Talk Show. Um, again, my name is Tammy Boyles, and I'm the director of Christian Education, Youth, and Young Adults in McKinney, Texas. And uh, we are so excited today to have two of our youth with us today. Um, we are going to be talking to Rachel Landis and Cole Curry about a trip we took last year, last Labor Day, down to the Texas-Mexico border in Brownsville. We, um, our church had heard about uh, the, the problems down at the border with a lot of asylum seekers coming in and needing uh, just help in all, all types of way. They needed food, they needed shelter, they needed water. So one family from our church, the Van Story family, actually just got in their car and drove down there to see what it looked like. And the stories they brought back to the church uh, really filled us with the um, need and the desire to go down and do whatever we could to help the people um, who are waiting at our border for asylum. And uh, so our policy of the United States um, wasn't allowing them to cross the border any longer. So they were kind of stuck beside. And so because they were stuck, they needed a lot of um, help and um, goodwill. So we decided as a youth group that we would send a, a, some of us down there to kind of see what it was like and what was going on. So last Labor Day, like I said, we uh, headed up in a 15 passenger van and we uh, drove on down to um, Brownsville, Texas to see what we could do to help out. So before we begin that, I'm going to have my, uh, my two people today introduce themselves. So Rachel Landis, why don't you go first and tell us uh, where you're at now, you're in college, and uh, what you're doing. Um, hi, my name is Rachel, and I'm currently at the University of Missouri, and I'm studying psychology with the hopes of later doing sports psychology. Very exciting. Yes. Um, yeah. All right, so our next guest is Cole Curry. Cole, why don't you tell us uh, what grade you're in and, um, you know, just about your life a little bit. All right. Uh, hi, I'm Cole Curry. Um, I go to McKinney North High School. Um, I'm starting the college process, and I hopefully want to start my career in aviation. So, yeah. And you are a senior this yes, year. Yes, I'm a senior. Yes, very yes, exciting. exciting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, let's start talking about this trip a little bit. So. Rachel, why don't you tell us what you had heard about the border before we um, decided to go? Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to separate what I know now from what I thought I knew, but I remember knowing that there was a crisis at the border, but I didn't know much other than the fact that there were, you know, refugees stuck in Mexico right on the other side of the border and they were just a bunch of them kind of unable to cross into the U.S. Um, I didn't like fully understand how difficult it was for them to come into the U.S. until we like, you know, arrived and we like started working. And all I knew was that they needed help, but I didn't really know the extent of it. Very good. Yes, that was, um, I don't think any of us really knew what we were walking into until we got down there and really kind of saw it for ourselves. Um, you know, it was quite interesting to have that perspective of it. Um, Cole, why don't you tell us why you wanted to go down to the border? Um, well, I, I'll go along with Rachel. I had no clue what 
Um, we were kind of, I knew what we were going to do, but I didn't know the extent to which um, was happening down there. Um, so I was just really interested and intrigued, and I was, I was curious and what was going on and how bad was and how bad was it and I just wanted to help people especially down there where they were crowded and they didn't have food or water and just seemed like a very uh, very good experience to go see and help out it was definitely that um We'll get to the border when we get there, but let's talk about the drive down there. First of all, Brownsville is a long drive down, down Texas. So, um, Rachel, can you remember any, and I, I'm asking Rachel this because she, her and I were the ones laughing about this on the way down there. There was these things happening on the side of the road. Do you want to tell us what was happening on our way down there? Um. I mean, I honestly can't remember much about the drive other than the fact that it just felt like exceptionally long. And like, we've taken trips with, you know, the youth group before and they've been long, but this one for some reason was just probably the longest it's ever felt to be stuck in that van. Um, and you're right, I remember laughing at it. There were fires on the side of the road and I don't know, we thought, we just thought everything was so funny. I'm pretty sure we were delusional. But we were having a good time. It was terrible, but at the same time, it was fun, you know? Yeah. It was literally so hot that fire was coming yeah. on the side of the road. Yeah. 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 It was it was, it was early it was late August, early September. It was hot. Yeah. 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 And the other thing was that uh, it was hot in the van. I would just remember mm -hmm. the van mm -hmm. being hot. Like we couldn't get it cool enough no. for us not to be hot. We were all van. sweating. Yeah. Yeah, no. It was yeah. pretty uncomfortable. It was it was a long drive down there. Okay, so we get down to Brownsville, finally get down there, and uh this church, First Presbyterian Church of Brownsville, has um graciously uh day in their huge it was like a fellowship hall or some kind of part of their church that was really, really nice. Um, so Cole, why don't you tell us about your first impressions of the church? Uh, I mean, when I first, um, or when we first arrived, we met the, uh, I believe it was the pastor that had pastor there. Um, and yes, yes she, was. She, was, she was very nice and she just welcomed, welcomed, welcomed us into her um, living area and she I mean the amount of food and all the supplies that they gave us was amazing um, and it was just it just felt like home I guess so. yeah it was a funny story her daughter's wedding had been that day <laughs> so they had just had a wedding so they left us all the leftover food from the wedding reception so that's why we had so much food um because they gave us everything but yeah i was just shocked that she was able to get a wedding done and get everything cleaned up and get us in there on the same day i was impressed by that <laughs> okay so we uh one of our jobs was we needed to make some food uh to take across the border now when we went down there we were feeding they told us to feed about 500 people um what i have heard today is they have over 2,000 people that they're feeding down there. So the numbers have gotten, uh, you know, quite a bit since we were there. But making food for 500 people is quite tough. Um, so, Rachel, why don't you tell us about our, our 
cooking experience and trying to get all that. What did we make first and then, and then getting it all put together? Um, so we made pasta salad to take down there. And it was, I remember that was probably something we chose because it was easy to eat and it was easy for us to assemble considering we were driving a really long ways to get there and we weren't gonna have time to like make something when we were there. Um, so we cooked the pasta at the church beforehand and all of the like ingredients were chopped and all prepared, you know, the, the cherry tomatoes and the cucumbers and the peppers. Um, and they were all, you know, prepared in their little baggies so that all we had to do when we got to Brownsville was just mix it all together and add the dressing and we were good to go. So we probably had like seven or eight, I think, like giant pans of this pasta salad, you know, those like foil things. I don't know what you call them. <laughs> um, but I remember they were heavy. There was a lot of food and it was, I just remember knowing that it was like, they were, it was like fresh food for them to eat. It was, you know, it wasn't like this like prepackaged or anything. It was like, it was fresh vegetables. And I'm sure it was like easy on their um, teeth to eat kind of. It was, you know, softer and like easier for maybe their stomachs to digest considering they just traveled mm -hmm. super far and probably weren't in the best shape. So yeah, I remember, I remember that. Yeah, funny story about the pasta salad. When we actually get on the bridge and we're going over uh, in Mexico, the border guards ask us if we have any fresh vegetables. <laughs> we were like, oh my God, the whole thing is full of fresh vegetables. Right. And we were like, no, 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 we don't. <laughs> they just let us go. I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to get stopped right here for having fresh vegetables. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was a little stressful. stressful. <laughs> I bet. I okay. bet. <laughs> okay, so um, the next day we go, um, we split into two groups. So one group, which Rachel was in, um, their passports weren't up to date. So they stayed on the Texas side to do some work. And then Cole's group, um, that group had passports, so they went across the bridge. So we're going to kind of divide this into two sections. So we're going to talk about walking over the bridge, and then we'll go to Rachel about the place that they went to go work. So Cole, um, tell me what was your impression about, um, you know, were you excited about going over the bridge to get to the border? I mean, what were you feeling on that day? I would say I was super excited to go over there see see what uh, what it was like and how they were dealing with it and just to get another experience of a different culture a different place um, my my first initial thought um, I, I guess I was a little scared a little nervous just because it's a different place and right when you walked in there was a whole bunch of guards and it just a little nerve-wracking but once I got there I I definitely felt secure and I felt good helping them and giving them the food they need and yeah it was, it was good it's great yeah so the pretty good walk uh, across the bridge and it uh, you're going over um, you know you're going over the river and it's just all of this fencing everywhere and um, there's people in the river that are bathing there's people you know I mean, it's just, a, it's a whole different experience. Like I was not expecting what I saw as we were walking over the bridge and people's clothes hanging out because they don't have any place to live. 
and it was just really I just remember being really really crowded really crowded like there was a lot a lot of people over there um so we met a woman named Gabby you remember Gabby I do yes um she's yeah Gabby is the woman she was working with uh, the asylum seekers on the Mexico she could find any of them that she could help get um over to the to the US side so we met her and she takes us over there and um so we are going to serve dinner that night to the asylum seekers so can you tell us about serving dinner Cole Yes um it was an amazing experience um they loved the food which i was really happy about um but we gave them pasta we gave them some meats and i just remember them being there and there were i mean like hundreds of people in this small little area and it was just it was heartbreaking just seeing that but um we got to serve the food and it was really nice um but it, it was a little disappointing um that there were so many people there and we only you know we we couldn't make um an insane amount of food so we ran out of some stuff over here and some stuff over there but it it was definitely great to see them um get that food and they they really liked the ring pops which was cool <laughs> yeah it was great yeah the little kids loved the ring pops oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they all had them on they all didn't try to like say they didn't get a ring pop but they already had a ring pop on their finger and they you know I, we didn't speak spanish but we were like no ring pop <laughs> yeah they did they did want those ring pops it's very funny The thing that I thought was so interesting was how um they were just so calm and they stood in line and nobody pushed and everybody was very thankful and they were just so uh nice and polite about everything. They let all the children and the women got first dibs, you know, they were the first ones in line and then all the men. Um I was just very impressed by I guess the community that they were building among themselves in that place. uh in the way that they uh treated each other. So I thought that was really uh that was interesting to me. I thought that was that was a great thing to see. Um all right, so Rachel, you are were on the Texas side. So tell us uh mm-hmm. where y'all went and what y'all did. Um well because we didn't have passports, we were unable to, you know, directly work in Mexico. However, um we did work at a I don't remember the name of it. It was like a Catholic charities place or something in McAllen. It's Catholic Charities. I think that's maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that was the name of it. Okay. So it was about it was a 2-hour drive from Brownsville. So we weren't exactly exactly where they were. Uh but it was right across the border from Reynosa, which was one of the other crowded areas where refugees were waiting to gain access into the US. Um I do remember that there was a lot of security at the door and we had to like grab volunteer badges to like get in. And that wasn't really something I was I guess expecting. Um but what we did once we finally got in was we sorted this huge pile of donations. Like seriously it was huge and we just sat in a giant room. It was kind of like a warehouse and we sorted through so many clothes and we like barely made a dent. It was and there was no AC so it was hot and it was upstairs so you know keep rises so that was interesting but basically we were sorting clothes into like which were eligible i guess for a donation like they had a bunch of like like they didn't take skirts or dresses i think something like that 
And, um, but they also, besides clothes, they had a bunch of like toys and hygiene products and diapers. They had a lot of diapers and the workers there called it Diaper Mountain because it was such a huge pile <laughs> of diapers. Um, and John and I mostly worked sorting through clothes, but around lunchtime, I remember Valerie and Jordan left us to go work in the kitchen to help make um, spaghetti for lunch because they, they had donations, but it was also a place for them to stay um, and kind of like get back on their feet before going wherever they were going in the U.S. So, you know, they had like prepackaged hygiene kits um, and they had like a clothing store kind of from the donations where refugees could like, they could pick whatever they wanted, um, whatever clothes they wanted to wear and stuff like that. So they had showers and a place to sleep and yeah. So did you, do you know how many people were coming through that, that piece? a day like that place like I how remember, many asylum seekers i don't know numbers but i just remember expecting it to be busy and crowded in there and it was empty there was like hardly anyone in there we probably came across one or two people let alone families maybe there was one family in there um but i mean it was this huge space and it was able to accommodate a pretty good amount of people um but there was really, there was hardly anyone in there. And they, I remember them, the workers there telling us that the, normally um, that there would be a lot of people there, but lately the numbers have been so low because of how difficult it was for people to just get into the US. Um, so, I mean, the, yeah, there was hardly anyone inside there. That's amazing. So did y'all, yeah. those were donated by local people, correct? Yes, yes. A lot of donations from other people. And I think they had like leftover stuff from Goodwill and stuff like that too. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, mm -hmm. you don't realize how close that relationship is on those border towns, you know, between mm -hmm. Brownsville and Matamoras. And, um, you know, they just, they live almost as one community. So they do kind mm -hmm. of, uh, when stuff like this happens, they do step up and really go over and beyond to, to try to help uh, the people yeah. that are in need. Yep. All right, so day two, that was our day one. So day two, um, Rachel and her team goes back to the Catholic Charities place to keep working. And then mm -hmm. um, Cole and his team, we go down over to the border um, and we are gonna interview people for Gabby to um, see if anybody has paperwork to be able to get into uh, see somebody to get into the United States, and um, this is the interesting thing: there was we at least had three people who were fluent in Spanish. Thank goodness. So we split up into teams. Um, we had three teams, and each team had one of the Spanish speakers, so that they could go around and talk to people and find out who needed help and um, you know who had the right stuff to get in. So Cole, why don't you tell us how that day went? What was that day like? Well, at, at first, um, we, yeah, we broke up into groups and we went around and I was kind of surprised how I felt like maybe, maybe there were more, but I felt like there weren't as many people that had the required paperwork, which made me sad. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it was a little depressing, but it just, just knowing that they travel all this or traveled this far for this and then you know the paperwork problem um, but 
I, it was great going around and helping. I I didn't know that that much Spanish, so it was kind of tough. Um, but yeah, we had a, a couple Spanish speakers um, in in our group, which was really nice. Um, but yeah, we went around and um, we helped everyone, got their pictures. We um, we just just helped them through the process so they could um, they could seek. Um, seek into the U.S. as um, as soon as possible. Yeah, it was it was a very good experience. Yeah, it was um, it was really interesting how many because part of the process is when you're fleeing a country, you have to have certain documentation as to why you're fleeing that country. So for a lot of them, they had to have like either a police report or something saying that they were in imminent danger. Of them they just ran and so they didn't have that paperwork and um, I remember this one man coming up to me and my daughter Devin and asking us for help and he had no paperwork and it was him and he had a little girl and and they had nothing I don't even know if they had passports on them and there was absolutely nothing we could do I took his name down and gave it to um, Gabby the lady we were working with but she told me she said if he doesn't have any of that paperwork, they're not going to let him in. Um, so that was a really hard, hard lesson because he was so sweet and just was just begging. You know, there's nothing we could do. So that was really sad. Um, but we did have one good story um, that came out of our trip down there for that second day. Um, and I'm going to let Cole tell you that story um, about a man and his two-year-old daughter from Honduras. So why don't you tell us that story, Cole? Okay. Um so they were initially fleeing um, their hometown in Honduras because they were they were being threatened by a gang, a local gang. So they were in very imminent danger. Um, I I believe his house even got shot up, and it was it was very stressful. Um, and just knowing that they're they they were really at risk. And so we, we helped them follow the paperwork and all that. And then um, was it Gabby who called the, um, the who is the guy? Her congressman. Yeah, yes. she called her congressman. Gabby did, yeah. Yes, and um, he, he was, um, he knew how, how serious it was and personally um, came down and uh, helped them literally not figuratively he helped them over the bridge and um, they were actually able to get into the U.S. and it was just it was see how um, something actually happened and they were able to get across and be in safety and with his two-year-old daughter it was just it was an amazing story and just I don't know. I'm speechless when I, I I was speechless when I heard that. Yeah, it was great. So his wife, actually, when they shot up the house, she died. She didn't get shot, Mm. but she had like a heart attack because it was so stressful and she died. And so he and his daughter fled. And um, they actually, once they got over the border, uh, I think they got to Dallas, maybe they, he, his sister lived in Dallas. So they put him on a bus and got him to Dallas. I think we all got to Dallas at the same time. (laughs) <laughs> the next day when we were all coming home mm-hmm. but that was yeah that was like 
story that, um, and the reason that he was able to uh, get with Gabby was because we were down there working. So it really kind of all worked out. It was like this really great, um, just a great moment. It made it, it made it so amazing to, to be in that situation. Um, all right, so we're getting close to time, but before we go, we have to talk about, we did get to go have a little bit of fun and we went down to the beach. Beaches are always great. Uh, Rachel, just tell us a few things that you loved about the beach. Um, I mean, it was Galveston, so it wasn't like the prettiest water. Um, and <laughs> But I mean, we still managed to have a fun time. It was the beach nonetheless. Uh, I remember that the sky was really pretty. It was because it was later in the evening. It was kind of close to sunset. Yeah, um, late. And there were lots of seagulls, a lot, a <laughs> lot of seagulls. Um, and we wrote TPC in the sand, of course, and we took pictures with it. And then I remember once we got back in the van, there was sand everywhere. <laughs> like, didn't, we, didn't we have to take it before we left to come back home? Didn't we have to like take it to get cleaned or something? Like, I did, yeah, I had to take it to get cleaned. There was so much sand yeah, there. I, I swept yeah. out most of it, but it was a lot of sand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was insane. But we had fun, we, you yeah. know, jumped the waves and, you know, just did our thing. And it was nice, nice um, way to unwind, I guess I should Yeah, say. it was a good release, I think. Yes, for the end of that day. All right, mm -hmm. so we're almost out of time. So I'm going to ask each of you uh, one part of this question. So, Cole, I'm going to ask you what you learned about yourself from going on this trip. Um, I would say, oh man, it's a tough question. Um, I learned, I learned that, oh um. Rachel, do you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I learned that, you know, we live a very privileged life and we have so much that we don't really recognize. Like even the fact that we're able to live in the U.S. and so we don't have to worry about, you know, someone shooting up our home and then running across and trying to make our way into U.S. into the U.S. only not to be able to get in. You know what I mean? So yeah. I guess those, even it's like the smallest thing that you wouldn't even think about. Um, most people are grateful to have a roof over the he their heads, but you know, sometimes it's just even being able to be here in the United States is a privilege itself. So I guess yeah. I learned that, that, you know, not to take things for granted. Yeah. All right, Cole, you're on, but you have like, tell me what you learned about God. Okay. Um, well, I, I, it definitely opened up my, my world and my mind for me just, just to experience all this and see what's actually happening beyond my city. And it was just, just to open my, open my world to the perspectives beyond my, just my city and myself and all that. Very nice. Okay. All right, Rachel, 30 seconds. What did you learn about God? Uh, I guess I learned that, you know, he teaches us, he teaches us through experiences. And, you know, it was, it was, I really enjoyed, not enjoyed, but it was really nice, like what Cole said, to be able to go down there and open our eyes and for him to, you know, show us what, you know, people needed help and that we were there to help them. So, um, yeah. Oh gosh, thank y'all both so much. That was so, um, it was interesting to, to relive that weekend. It was only a year ago, but gosh, I just, you know, yeah. it's so in, ingrained in my mind that that experience happened. And so 
you know, when we see the images down there, we actually know what that feels like and what it's like to be down there. So I think maybe that gave us some empathy and some some need for us to uh, help them as much as we can with what we have. Um, so I'm going to say thank you to Cole and Rachel. And uh, Rachel, we missed you. And uh, when you come <laughs> home, you better come see it. I and, Next uh, week, we are going to be talking to Ms. Zoe Baker about Triennium, a very crazy Presbyterian event that we will tell you all about next week. <laughs> but until then, I'm going to say goodbye to Cole and Rachel, and we are signing off for this to you all, and we will see you then. Bye, Rachel. Bye, Cole. <laughs>